Dang, man. Uh, now that we started recording, I realized I probably should have got all the uh, NBA or NBC uh, uh, music going just to start the show. <laughs> okay, he, just, he just casually throws it on. I guess the, well, the game is literally about to start for you guys. Yeah, I got to rip my set, too. Hey, well, we're moving on. We're waiting on you guys to meet us there so we can get some of that payback. I'm telling you, man, we, we, we got to get that payback. Uh, cause last, last year it hurt and we, we lost in Atlanta fashion. <laughs> yeah, guys, this is, that's what made it worse. This is not a baseball show. So we're not going to open up with baseball, man. This is our first uh, show for the 20, 2021, 2022 NBA season, man, big baby and friends. Let's talk hoops. What's up EB. How are you doing today? My friend. I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on ready to kick this season off. You know, since the last time you've been here, EB, you've gone through some life changes, man. How's that life for you now? Uh, got married, 10 out of 10. Do not recommend. So for y'all that are still single, keep it that way. But uh, no, it was it was great. Uh, being married is shit. And wedding was kind of fun, too. You, yeah. you had a good time. I had a great fucking time. We got Liddy and the Lido. Liddy and the Lido. Hey, what's up, Parlay Pete? You're here every week, so you don't get nice words. Well, I don't need them, but uh, it's good to be back, and it's uh, I'm, I'm glad that everybody can get a, a, a daily dose of me now as opposed to just like a once-a-week thing. Now you can eat me more than once. <laughs> Man, we're going to have a good time Thursday because uh, I haven't sent you the topics for Thursday, but we're going in on Chris and Al. And we're gonna go in on Gruden. That's well, gonna be talk about Gruden. You can't. Yeah, I mean, Gruden's gonna be the open. Eric, do you have any words for Gruden since we're here, bro? You can't say that. <laughs> All the things he's always like, you can't say that. So, yeah, it's just a bad look. Even the first email, and then all the ones that came out after New York Times got your ass, man. It, it's a very bad look. They say it may have been a hit job by Goodell. I honestly think that would not be surprising the least. But anyways, man, it's basketball season, and we're going to talk some hoops. So, I, you know, yesterday we were just blessed with some great news because like uh, Uber Eats or maybe a package from DHL or FedEx, Ben Simmons just showed up at Wells Fargo Arena practically unannounced, and Elton Brandt wasn't expecting him. So we're going to go to you first, EB. Ben Simmons, right? He's... He's had a crazy offseason. I mean, our Hawks, you know, shout out to the, the city that starts with an A. You know, we uh, sent him packing. I think we stripped him of his pride and his dignity. And uh, the Philly fans, you know, they really felt that. And uh, they voiced that. Uh, Doc Rivers said how he felt about it. I mean, Joel, Joel B spoke about it. And, and then Ben kind of said, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to be on a team that's built around me, that, that maximizes my skills. He, he talked about how, uh, you know, Philly was not uh, sensitive to his mental health. So he tried to hold out. But I was telling people, man, look, Daryl's going to win this. <laughs> you know, I love Clutch, but <laughs> Daryl Darryl might have the biggest dick in the NBA. <laughs> like, Daryl's going to win this. <laughs> Pause. Um, Where you so, sound effect for that? Huh? So where's your sound effect for that? You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. You're f- That's for Grooty. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, 
Uh, so yeah, over to you, Eric, man. Give me your initial thoughts on on what's up with Ben Simmons, his holdout, and him actually showing back up with his with his tail in between his legs. None of this surprises me. Like if we all saw him in the playoffs, he was a complete dud against the Atlanta Hawks, who are a good team. I'm sure we're going to talk about them later. They're a good team. They should have beaten the Knicks, and it should have ended there with Trey being like the villain Madison Square Garden. We had a great time. They should have lost that series in five. Should have been a gentleman's sweep, and Ben Simmons was a dud. Then got pulled from the Olympics. He didn't have any problems. Clutch told him, we can't have a bigger sample size of you being trash in big-time basketball and who was going to be playing a team with Katie, Dame, and a bunch of other NBA superstars, and it was going to be him and Patty Mills. So if you can't do it with Joel Embiid, you're not doing it with Patty Mills, so we're going to yank you because we can't have people seeing you playing bad. We didn't see any of them videos of him shooting in the offseason. Like, Ben got the jumper going. Like, none of that was around. And now he wants to go. He wanted to at first go to the L.A. teams or the Warriors. Was it happening? Like, who were they going to give up for you? And now he wants to go. He honestly should be on a team that's bad. So then if they don't perform, no one's going to blame him. Look at the dudes who get numbers on bad teams. People are like, oh, this dude's a hooper. He needs to be on a good team. That's why he wants to go to a bad team. He wanted out. There were not any suitors. So now he's coming back with his tail between his legs because he's, he's not getting what he wants. He's he's under contract. Like, What, what did he think was going to happen? Why would they suit his needs when they have him under contract? Before I go to you, uh, uh, Parlay Pete, you know, maybe he wa- he wants to go to L.A. We can't give you L.A., but here's what we can do. We can give you L.A. East, D.C. You join up with Coos. <laughs> you join up with KCP. You join up with Trez. And you get the closest thing to the L.A. experience that you can get playing NBA basketball right now. But what do they get for him if they send him to D.C.? They're not getting Bradley Beal. I mean, that's the only piece I would want. We can, we'll give you we'll give you Ben and Maxie. <laughs> Matisse, if you want him. <laughs> yeah, I just don't see them giving up anything for him. His his stock was had plummeted at that point. So they yeah, could he, get Lonzo and two Red Bulls. Yeah, I mean at, at that point he was he was he was on the dollar menu. I mean yeah, <laughs> somebody'll take you, but it's gonna be somebody that, you know, doesn't eat good. They, you know, they don't really care about themselves. And or they were really drunk, one or the other. You know what I mean? That's 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 he was gonna take. <laughs> and at this point, I'm glad that he, you know, caved in because look, you guys make too much money to not be making money. You know what I mean? Like you make too much money for that. And Ben is just a he's he's in one of those situations where he knows the fans don't want him back either. You know what I mean? Like it could think about that in a passionate city like Philly. He's got to go back and deal with that. If his play doesn't speak for itself, he's going to get booed regardless. And maybe it's going to be one of those things that does carry over into the regular season, kind of like last year with Harden when Houston was playing with him and it was apparent like he didn't want to be there. Like he was very straightforward about it. They got these COVID regulations. This guy's smacking ass, you know, in strip clubs, uh, hanging out with little Baby, like all that shit. And he was able to, you know – Get his way. Now, granted, James Harden is an MVP. He's a elite sc- he's an elite player. Even his defense, regardless of how bad he is defensively. And he actually improved on I thought he looked like he gave a damn playing defense in um Brooklyn, especially in the playoffs while he was half hurt. He was actually doing a pretty fucking good job, I thought, you know, using his size or whatever. But um Ben isn't him. And so that's that's kind of 
the issue. He had to come back down to earth. These guys haven't been told no their entire lives. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when Ben was at LSU, he it was his team. They didn't have to make the NCAA tournament, but Ben and they was, sucked. To do. Yeah, they sucked, exactly. And, you know, these guys aren't used to being told no, and he got a, a, a dose of reality that he's not worth that much in the league, especially on that contract. And so he really had no other choice. Good move by him. I don't know how that's going to fuck with the chemistry. We already know, what, like I said, how the fans are going to react. He's going to have to let his place speak for itself, and maybe he can get traded before All-Star Week. But, I mean, honestly, anytime the going gets tough for him, he punks out. Like, look what happened at LSU. Look at what happened with the Sixers. The only time we've literally seen him at the top of his game was in high school when he was bigger and better than everybody. And his starting five all went D1 and literally all went to the league. Maybe there's, like, one person who didn't. Yeah. Like, they were smashing everybody, number one team in the nation. They've been the number one team in the nation for, like, five years now. So I'm saying once it got tough when he was at LSU, he just gave up on that season. And then he got to the Sixers and is doing the same thing. When it gets tough and Ben Simmons needs to grit up, he does not do that. Well, you know, I I was out on Ben Simmons a long time ago. Well, I shouldn't say out. I told y'all, man, Brandon Ingram over Ben Simmons. And they said, oh, you're just a Duke homer. Ben Simmons does this, he does that. And once he develops his game, once he develops his game, he never developed his game. And then you look at his draft class, another one of his draft mates, Jalen Brown. Who you want today? Jalen Brown, who can give you 25 for real? Like 25 real buckets? Brandon Ingram? Uh, All-star? Two All-stars? Would you want Ben Simmons? Uh, I- I'll go to you, Eric, first. Like, which one would you want? B.I., Ben, or or Jalen? Right now, I would take B.I. and Tatum over Ben. But when you said that take, you were wilding. Because you think about it. Philly was talking about they need to trade one of the two of them. And you were people were saying, like, you got to get Embiid out of there. He's getting in the way of Ben Simmons. I was and now it's people. much more apparent, like, Ben is the one that needs to go. But that could flip-flop again. Like, Embiid, barring injury, was the MVP this season. And it was the beginning of the season. We got to get Embiid out of here. Like, Ben needs to be able to have his own team to be able to run. And those two don't work in his own team. Maybe it's better. I still don't think in his own team he's B.I. or or Jalen, I think there's a lot he needs to do with his game. But you were wilding for that take back then. Hey, man, sometimes, you know, sometimes they call geniuses crazy. But then when stuff comes true, you know, I mean, sometimes you're a visionary. But, uh, Paul AP, do, do you think that that Ben Simmons in the right situation could be Giannis Light? Absolutely not. He doesn't – he doesn't – yeah, he does a lot of things well. But he doesn't do, uh, you know, the things that he doesn't do well, he doesn't improve on either. Giannis, we actually saw the leap of him doing well. Giannis used to couldn't shoot a three-point ball. Now it's respectable enough to where you're not going to leave him wide open. People will leave Ben Simmons wide open. No, no, no. You'll leave him wide open, but he'll just make one every now and then. Ben just won't shoot it. Well, I get okay, but that's my point. Him, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, right? So, in that case, that's exactly what that is. He's not whether he takes it or he doesn't take it. He hell, we we there's a clip of him against the Hawks. He won't even shoot a fucking layup. He was wide open on the block once and well, like well, it. And, rem- remember the game that we went to 
And you could just see how defeated Ben Simmons was on the court. Like, Eric, let me tell you, we like we're at this game, and you know it's one thing to see stuff on TV, but to be in the arena and watching that every time Ben Simmons got the ball, he got booed. And when he would just go to the when he would come out the game, he gets booed. When he comes in the game, he gets booed. And he would just go to the end of the bench, like tail tucked between legs. You could just see the fear in him just 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 being in the arena. You go. This guy just doesn't have it at all. He, 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 you know, liked another guy that they drafted to that team, Markel Fultz. You know, he just had the, he had the whips or whatever they called it, the yips. <laughs> he, he was just, it was just, his self esteem was, was zapped. So when he came out and said something about the team not being responsive to his mental health issues, I believe him. And I don't think he was using it as just an excuse. Because I watched somebody who had their confidence pulled from them in a playoff series, whereas he's probably never been told no ever in his life or anything that mattered to him. So, excuse me, what? He's not used to that. You know, he hasn't had to deal with that adversity. Like one of you said earlier, when the tough gets going, kind of like our boy Herb, (laughs) Ben gets going. (laughs) He reminds me of that meme. There's a meme about, like, junior sailors in the military and it's like i joined the military to get a charger and y'all making me do all this work like i just want i just wanted to get the camaro with a charger and ben simmons is like yo i just i just signed up so i can make money and, and date models and y'all out here like no no no, no, no. Y'all wanted me to play models, basketball. Say fuck-os. just say fuck you can't say fuckos i can say i just doing the fuckos ig model whatever you want to say that he's like i i wanted to make some money be out here styling like doing the fashion thing whatever and, and talking to ig models and y'all out yo y'all want me to finish in the playoffs like this this, this is not what i signed up for that's what he reminds me of what do you what do you mean you want me to make a make a layup in the playoffs when trey young who's five nine on his best day is guarding me in the post why would i do that i want right. to i want to slide in dms all right i'm supposed to be fucking a kardashian isn't this the rite of passage of the nba like you know what i mean like it's just like you guys aren't talking to about nobody talks about lamar odom that way you know what i mean I, he doesn't get that type of talk everybody talks about his drug problem nobody talks about his what he did on the court i made more money than him already you know and so it just ben is just one of those guys that he's such a polarizing like in terms of his talent on the court he's polarizing because there's so many people that really do believe I've heard somebody call him baby LeBron. If he developed the shot that he's LeBron James. And of course there's the magic Johnson comparisons too. I've never seen it personally, even at, at Ben's best. I last year when they said that the Rockets would have traded, you know, Ben Simmons for James Harden and they didn't do it. I'm just thinking to myself, man, I don't, and Maury, and we know that Maury is the one that wanted Maury wanted hard. That's why I sent that love letter to him at the beginning of the season, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause he, I would, for all intents and purposes, he was the most important player in Daryl Morey's career in regards to an acquisition. And that was the start of something nice in Houston. They never finished it. And who knows if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt all the time, maybe they do beat gold state. We don't, we'll never know. Um, but he was obviously championing the, the idea of bringing him in. And it's just like, so was it the owner? Was it Elton? Oh, you know, you know, it was, Tillman it was the Rockets owner. It was the right. It was Tillman for team. He's like, I'm not gonna help Maury. So instead, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a package that's gonna equate to nothing, instead of taking a player who I can actually build around, or uh, or or just do what Houston did anyways, and 
they ended up the players that they got, they traded away anyways for something. You could have taken Ben Simmons in just to trade him to somebody else. You know, I look back at that trade and I understand why Fertitta didn't want to help Daryl, but that was just fucking stupid. I mean, what what are you gonna do? Hey, he owns the gold nugget, right? In Vegas. Yeah. He's a gambler. There you go. That's all that's why. That's, I mean, but KD ends up signing an extension. So it's like, well, KD's gonna be locked up in 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 uh Brooklyn pretty much through the time of the draft picks that you expect to receive. You're getting nothing. And here's the thing about Ben, where you can't even put him in the same category as a Jimmy Butler, a a James Harden, uh, any other disgruntled player, Anthony Davis, who demanded a trade. Dog, you got four years left on contract. What do you mean you want to leave? I'm like, no, no, you're going to be here until I can get what I want from you. And I think he should have played in the Olympics. I mean, look at what Luca did in the Olympics. He he. He he elevated his he elevated his profile even more. We had Americans out here, mainly white Americans, rooting for Luca to uh to to win the gold. And I'm like, oh, y'all rooting against America. Well, it, it was it was people that legitimately thought, hey man, if if, if Slovenia plays the United States, I did I don't know, you know. What uh, I yeah, mean? no, Bill Simmons was saying, know. and I'm like, yo. KD will will go bucket for bucket with this nigga, with Zach Levine, with Dame Lillard, with Bam, with uh, Chris Middleton, with Devin Booker on his side. Luca got me and you. A little bit paler, but yeah, I, <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know, um, but yeah, Ben might have, like you said, helped his profile out a little bit more if he did play. Um, in the Olympics, especially because Australia did so well, of course, and they were kind of. For an international squad, they were a little bit stacked. Like, you know what I mean? I think that most people don't even realize just how many Australian uh, players are. Like, you know, Joe Angles, bro. Like After France, they're – and even up there with France, like they're, they got pretty good NBA yeah. talent on the team. They, they, really, can this way. they can have an NBA lineup from a standpoint of just like a regular NBA rotation, a one through eight that they play, and it's nothing yeah. but – Nothing three, four but, players will do it for you. Three, four stars, NBA players will do it. Nothing for but you. stars and and actual role players in the NBA on that team. Like and and I'll tell you the difference between like a France, an Australia, and like the USA is those teams actually stock their rosters with role players who can who can do the things that our players won't do. I'm I'm sorry. You're asking Zach Levine to sit down in the chair and play defense because he actually stepped up and was was locking people up in the in Olympics. He had the straps on in the Olympics. He, he did. I shouldn't have said but, Levine. But, 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 but you get but you get what I'm saying. Like the USA, we put our best scorers out there and say, "Hey, yo, go beat these mother- go, yeah, go out here and run and play not ball." Not over technique for sure is definitely it. But you also got to look at it this way too. This was Pop's first year coaching the USA team. You used to coach K, kind of. More so running that running gun talent is this. Pop's bringing his Spurs system to USA basketball. And Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson's fucking playing. Like, minutes. <laughs> like, because he knows his system. You know what I mean? That, that's that's the Because he's his player. He if might if be I'm the, the coach, my son is batting third. He's playing pitcher. My son is the quarterback. My son is the point guard. My son is doing everything. So I get exactly why Keldon Johnson was on that team. My son is going everywhere. This man, Keldon Johnson, might be the 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 worst gold medalist in USA basketball history. Okay. Christian Leitner. No, 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 no. Christian Leitner. 
Christian Leitner came out of college as that guy. Should Shaq have been? You're on right. The team? You're right. You're right. You're right. I give you that. You're right. And, and he Leitner, actually was an all star. He, he was an all star when you're for the Hawks. <laughs> for for what it's worth, Kelton Johnson's honestly because I did NBA fantasy last year too, and he was on my team. He's honestly a good young player though. Now he's not. His ceiling is like he's not the Olympian, the, the, the productivity of like Jamal McGlure with the Hornets. Jamal McGlure made All Star games with the Hornets. He did. A lot of people don't even remember it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And think about it. I'm well, not even saying Jamal the McGlure, the, the David Westshine, but Jamal McGlure was an All Star in the NBA, and that's a name you haven't heard in fucking ten years. But I'm just saying, in terms of what he can be for like a team like the Spurs, he has that type of like ceiling to where he can eventually one day be a one-time All-Star, two-time All-Star. So he, he's a good young talent. I like him. I, yeah. I, and I and I believe that. I, I I just wanted to take an easy pot shot at him. Uh, one one last thing on this Ben Simmons thing because I think the um the clutch haters are taking their victory lap here. Because they're like, ah, Clutch gave in. They finally didn't get what they want. That nigga is not going to win this time. But, I I mean, for one, no agency wins every time. Uh, What Rich Paul and Clutch is doing is nothing different than any of the mega agents have ever done in any sport. Um, But... Do y'all have any words for the clutch haters for them finally taking an L in a negotiation? You love to see it. They Are you taking any... I don't like the way they move. Like, yes, every mega agent has some shady dealings. So he just lumped in there with me. I like what he's doing. Uh, getting this paper, like my man's do your thing. But as much as I love Anthony Davis coming to the Lakers, I, I don't like how he drove his way out of it. Granted, I understand he had a gripe, but now with Ben Simmons, like you, you're not gonna get the same treatment that LeBron's gonna get. You're not gonna get the same treatment AD is gonna get, and it backfired on him. And they thought you're not gonna get the same treatment this. John Wall was getting back when John Wall got the Superman. Yeah, so it's just kind of cool to see it. Like I don't like Rich. I don't mind Rich Paul leveraging what he's got when it's the players that can make these kind of moves. But hey, Ben, that's not true. Rich, Rich Paul can't just keep winning. You know what I mean? Everybody takes an L every now and then. This man is sidelined with Adele. Adele's looking great, by the way. She is. Um, Hello. I mean, she looks. <laughs> I can't honestly. I couldn't. When I saw, I think she was on Vogue or something. I saw the picture and I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "That's Adele." Like, didn't you send it to the group? Yeah, I think I did. Because I was like, I was like, I couldn't fucking believe it. She looks fantastic. But regardless. Rich can't, you know, he can't just hold all the W's to himself. And, <laughs> you got, you and got John Wall of Supermax. That yeah. man has not played an NBA season's worth of games yeah. well, since he signed his Supermax. And then for what for what it's really worth, come on, let's get the elephant out of here. This was a fuck you to LeBron James. Indirectly. Indirectly. Yeah. It is because we all know that essentially Clutch is just the player ran agency. That is exactly what that is. I'm not I'm not trying to discredit Rich Paul at all, no. but Rich gets that money from LeBron. It's LeBron. LeBron has his own agency. He that is his rock nation to Jay-Z. Like, you know what I mean? That it that's exactly what that shit is. And I'm not calling Rich Paul a puppet or anything, you know, because he isn't. I think that they're legit like Rich Paul legitimately is doing this stuff. 
But this is just another, like, kind of like LeBron, you can't control everything in the league type shit. Like, you know what I mean? And granted, it's not like Ben Simmons is coming to the Lakers or anything, but LeBron, LeBron, his influence over the league, it's it's just one of those things. He's getting older. They got yeah. Russ, and we'll and as a Lakers fan myself, like we'll see what happens uh with that. But we'll get to them. You know, you say that, and I didn't think about it that way, but yeah. Yes, bro. Because the league assumes that LeBron is 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 Rich Paul's Geppetto. And uh he's just Pinocchio out here where I think, you know, you no, know, he just he just has a relationship with the best player in the league, and y'all are mad that y'all don't have him as a client. Uh, CAA, you know, he left y'all to, to go independent. And, and yeah, because they like, bro, Rich Paul didn't come up through the ranks like he was supposed to, and now he just trying to run the league, and he out here saying, hey, bro, yeah, that last show on his contract, you might as well avoid it because you got to move us because we're not going to resign. Get you an asset. He found a He found a loophole. But speaking of of players who uh, players, another player who you know may not be playing for his team this year. Let's talk about Kyrie Irving. You know, I've came on this platform and I've talked about my thoughts on the vaccine. I'm personally I'm vaccinated. Um, I know that you two are as well. You know, uh, and I don't. I'm not here to tell people to go get the vaccine. You do whatever you want. I I, I could care less what you do uh, because I protected myself against the vid, even though I already had it. But, you know, if I'm a teammate of Kyrie's and he's saying, I'm I'm not trying to get the vax. I'm like, yeah, bro, I don't really care about your personal stances. I'm trying to get this chip. Um, I'm going to need you to be here. And, you know, the Nets came out today after first, what, what yesterday, Steve Nash said, oh, yeah, well, you know, we were preparing for Kyrie to be here uh, for away games. And, oh, GM was, Sean Marks was having none of that. He was like, nah, bro. Until you get vaxxed, you, I mean, you might as well just turn in your Nets gear, bro. You're not with the team. So, uh, for go to you first, Parlay Pete. If you're, if you're Kevin Durant, you're James Harden. What are you saying in the group text to Kyrie? Not the team group text, the KD, James Harden, Kyrie group text. You know, the the the, the ballers group text. What you saying I, to that man? I, like, let's just let's just role play. I'm Kyrie. We'll make you KD, uh, Parlay Pete, and Eb. We'll make you we'll make you James Harden since you're from LA. And a lefty, don't forget it. I bet. So let me shoot out the text. Hey, bro. You see what Sean said, bro. I'm sorry, dog. I ain't getting that vax. Just explain to me, bro. I respect your decision and everything. And I totally understand. I really do. Because you can't be forced to do something that you don't want to do. But seriously, tell me what the real reason is for why you don't want to get it. I mean, because you see how this Western medicine is, bro. I can't really trust that. And you see my history, my injury history, where... You know, I've been hurt a few times, but now that I've changed my diet. I've changed my lifestyle. I've looked at other ways of healing, and, and I found myself to be a more healthy individual. I feel better. Uh, um, I'm not looking better. I look like 40 now, but I just feel like a better person. I, I had my best season last year. You know, I just feel like I just can't trust these people because you never know what this government could be up to, man. You know about the Tuskegee experiment, dog. Like, absolutely, I can't be one of them. 
And as you know, me and James get hurt all the time too. And we've both done it and we're still kicking ass in practice. Ain't nothing changed with me, but I still do respect everything that you're doing, but it is ultimately hurting our goal. The reason I came here, the reason that you came here, even before James got here, we came here together. Um, the reason that we came here is because we both wanted to win championships because everybody looked at us as somebody that tailed with somebody else to win our championships, even though I was the best player on my team when I won those championships and you made the biggest play in winning yours. But James, totally James, bro, James, you hear what he's talking about right now, though? He's talking about championships and rings and physical things on this earth. Dog, you know life is bigger than that, man. It's about becoming one with yourself, you know. And if these people and their constructs want to judge us by championships and wins and losses, they don't get it because you see what me and you do on the court. You know, no nobody has a step back like you. Nobody under under six five can finish at the rim like I can. You know, we got two of the best handles in the leagues, and Kate. Bro, come on, man. You the Slim Reaper for a reason, dog. You know, easy, easy money sniper, dog. Like, we're true ballers. Like, we don't have to to to, to give in to these constructs to be to for people to know that we ball, bro. I just want to hoop. Come on, James. You hear this, man? I'm not gonna lie to you, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. I, I feel it, man. AKD, we finna eat because now he's not taking the ball out of our hands. We finna win the hey, chip for real with this hey, fool in his house, hey, Bernice Age. Hey, if my big ass toe wasn't on that fucking line, we would have won the ship this year anyways without that. Exactly. Day. I'm saying we need look what happened to Boston when he went out. Look what happens to teams when he go out. So I'm saying we're gonna do the same thing. The ball in your hands more now, the ball in my hands more now. I think we bet off without him. Oh, and you remember that that young nigga that we drafted, that fucking walking bucket out of LSU. Uh I forgot his name. Cam the Thomas. Rookie. Cam Thomas, yeah, that nigga can fucking put the ball in the hole, and he's a guard too. So I guess he's gonna be on the floor more with us. Yeah, I think we're gonna be all right. Yeah, Kyrie, do what you gotta do, cuz we'll, we'll catch Man, you on the floor. I got, I got hey, a lot of. Hey, just don't ask bro. me for no money, bro. I mean, I know you straight. You still got, you still got your shoes. I'm sure Nike's gonna support you probably more than anybody because we know they support niggas that don't me, play. And so, <laughs> you know, um, uh, no cap. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, man. I just I, I think that uh, Kyrie. I'm that was a good job, y'all. I'm not that was a good job. Like like I can speak candidly about why I got it. I got it done, and I got it done early. Like I got it done early, not necessarily because I want to protect like you know my family um, or anything like that. And I had a brother. One of my brothers had COVID too. I got it because I already knew that these regulations were coming. And um, I was just in New York three weeks ago, and I couldn't go um, into uh, places because obviously they had that. That's where the restriction is because uh, my lady was not vaccinated. And so, like, I knew that there were restrictions that were coming. So, for me, I'm somebody that loves to travel, and I like to not be restricted when I'm traveling. So from there, I just knew that I needed to get it, and it wasn't that big of a deal to me. I think that we get shots all the time, and I know that this is a recent piece of medicine that's came out. It's not like it's something like a tuberculosis shot or chickenpox shot or flu shot or whatever it is that you want to put on the table where we've been doing it for years. It's been tested enough. 
But I just look at it kind of as one of those things that wasn't a big deal. Nothing has changed in my life. I, you know, I know Nicki Minaj had said something about her cousin's friend's balls or something. That didn't happen to me. And I know that everybody's a different person and we all react to stuff differently. And so I respect exactly what he's trying to do. And he could be a martyr in it. You know what I mean? He could be the face of anti-vax with this because he's got he's leaving a lot of money on the table. And granted, he's already, he's already the face of flat earth. What, but what people will fail to realize is that Kyrie's already rich. He's already accomplished. Outside of winning MVP, he's already done everything in the NBA that you can do. He's won a championship. He's been uh, all-NBA. He's been an all-star. He's done everything in the NBA. And arguably, if his career ended today and he said, you know what, I'm just going to retire because of this, he would still be strongly considered for the Hall of Fame. He'd he's a Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's he a basketball did. Hall of Famer. As soon as he hit the that's, shot, that's, that's, he's a Hall of Fame. Point, he, he could Calvin Johnson his way into the Hall of Fame, too, because of how good he was. Even even though, to me, he was never the best player at his position at any time, I, I don't think that he was ever the best point guard in the NBA. But that's because that has got to be the most competitive position in the league. It, was, he, it went from Chris Paul to Steph. But regardless, he's, the, he's the most skilled. He's the most skilled point guard in the NBA. Yeah, and but he got injured a lot too, and maybe that's why I feel like he was never the best because he was. Well, he well no, here's the other thing, though. But Kyrie at his best, Kyrie playing his best game does not make his team better. No, right, and we saw that with the Celtics. I mean, that it's man should have been deferring to theory. Tatum. He should have been. He should have been deferring to to, to first year Tatum, second year Tatum. Like, hey, bro, <laughs> get that six eight bow and wing that ball. So you know what, Paul A. Pete, similar to you, uh, I figured like my job was gonna make me get it at some point, and uh, I was tired of wearing masks at work. And they say, hey, you get a vaccine card, you ain't gotta wear a mask no more. I was like, I right, bet, shoot me up, Doc. But then also, it was the same thing, man. I I, I like concerts. You know, we're Falcon season ticket holders. I was pretty sure Arthur wasn't going to put that on us, but I didn't know if Roger was going to put it on us. You know, right. Paul. And if Roger said you got to have you you know, you got to have Vax card to get into the game, or you got to show a, a negative COVID test, bro. I ain't got time to be taking COVID tests every other week before the game, bro. Just give me this damn shot, just in case. And I went to Music Midtown, and part of that was negative COVID test or. Or uh, or a proof of vaccination. So I, I I did it to make my life easier. I waited for a little while. Honestly, I wasn't in a rush to get it um, because I was living in California and I couldn't do anything anyway. So it's like it's communism out here. I'm locked up. Some months will just be COVID free. But but the thing is, I I was skeptical, and I wasn't even skeptical on on the race thing. You know, because you know a lot of black people are scared to take this shot because they think it's like a ploy to kill us or some shit. I don't know. But I was just like, like another. I mean, we got police out here doing that. So, I mean, it's enough people trying to kill me. I'm not scared of another one. But the, my point was, I'm like, I done took shots my whole life. You didn't know what was in them. I, I didn't. I've, I've, I've been prescribed medicine. I just take it because the doctor told me. There's some things I've done that I won't show on this podcast randomly. You know, I've. I've made out with random chicks. I've had some raw sex too, you know? And guess what, dog? Like, I've never just been like, oh, let me police what's going in my body. So I just can't do it now with, with a vaccine. And then when you see how many people are actually getting it, you go, well, if we're all going over the cliff, fuck it. 
I'm going over there too. So I, I just didn't care enough. I did it because I thought I was going to get superpowers, and that ended up being a lie. <laughs> so now I just got this vaccine. But anyways, so I think we're all in agreement of we respect what Kyrie did or is doing. Like, hey, bro, it's your body, your choice, you know. But at the same time, like, we a team. And for us to win as a team, we need you here. Or maybe they don't. But we would like to have you here because it might make it a little bit easier, especially if somebody gets hurt or if we want a night off and you can go out there and cook. And, and I kind of looked at it the same way. Oh, I got this is a good one for y'all. So we can like man talk about some women's mental health. Right. When when Gabby Douglas like went through her her piece with the Olympics. You mean Simone, you mean Simone Biles? Simone Biles. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Not Gabby Douglas. I'm so sorry, Queen. Um, hey, 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 hey. You're mixing up black Olympics. Okay. They don't look the same. I, I don't I think don't, they do. I don't I, 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 well, I don't I don't know. It sounds like something someone white would say. Don't call me John Gruden. Um, so anyways, with Simone Biles going through her thing, I said, look, I respect what she's going through, and I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my God, like, you're bad for this or get better or whatever. I, I, I was like, whatever. But if I'm her teammate, yo, I'm pissed. You're the best person on this team. I didn't train my whole life for, to get Olympic gold and you've lost your confidence. I res- again, I respect your decision to withdraw because you're not right. Cause I, you're not supposed, I don't want you out here if you're not right, but I can still have an opinion on you not being right because, uh, I want a gold. A- am I, am I crazy for trying to make that, that the correlation between the two? Yeah, I, I would disagree. Cause the way I see it, is if you're the starting quarterback and then you break your arm and the backup got to come in. So it's it's just something you can't see. It's going on inside. So it's not as easy as like, oh, they bummed out. Like, I don't know what she was going through. I know she had a lot going on with the previous like doctor they had and everything. She wasn't right. She wasn't right inside. It wasn't something you could physically see like, like a broken arm or a, a high ankle sprain, but she wasn't right. So the next person had to go in. To me, I, I equate it that same way. Well, but what you're on the tell- IR, you got to put it. Like, you wouldn't be mad if your quarterback broke his arm. Like, quarterbacks break their arms. No, 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 no. My senior year, our quarterback got hurt game one. I was pissed. You were pissed at the situation, not him breaking his arm. Well, now- yes, but 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 I'm but I'm but that's that's the thing. Like, I, I'm pissed that you're not here to be part of this team because you give us our best chance to win. Same right. same for her. But but we really got to break this down even deeper. This isn't even Kyrie versus the NBA or the Nets. It's Kyrie versus the the law, the government, because it's not like in in the NFL, there are players that are not vaccinated. They don't require their players to be vaccinated, just like the NBA doesn't. But because it's indoors and it's in the city of New York, it's going to cause them to miss half the games. The GM is just simply looking at it from a standpoint of, I'm not trying to even half-ass this thing. If you can't be here, then we don't want you here at all unless you're going to do what we deem, you know, is right, right? You know, it's it's more of Kyrie just going against kind of what America is doing in general. It's not like he's really against KD, Harden, Sean Marks, the Brooklyn Nets organization, or Adam Silver in the NBA. He's just bucking whatever it is that, that, that the United States and – Frankly, the world as at large is kind of saying, get vaccinated. Like, 
You know what I mean? Like, like this thing has been going on long enough. We continue to have restrictions. Everybody needs to fall in line. I don't, we don't give a fuck if you make $30 million a year, if you've got your own sneaker, you've got your own movie and people call you uncle drew. Nobody cares. It's basically kind of what that is. And he's saying, well, guess what? I don't care about what it is that y'all are saying because there are so many different theories that can debunk the idea of getting this shot from a sense of, Oh, well, you can still get it. And then why is it that people that have it are afraid to be around you, even if they can still get it, but they're protected against it and they're less likely to get it. They're less li like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's just kind of one of those things where he's more so kind of making uh, not a political statement, but just a statement in general about, personal rights like that's how i kind of look at it and i'm not mad at him for doing it because everybody has to kind of make their own decision but i think that Kyrie will eventually get it or else he's going to retire i don't even think that there's going to be one or the other because the rumor obviously that's already came out is that if they trade him he's gonna he's just gonna retire anyways and so um i think he will either eventually succumb to it and we'll get it done or he's just not going to play ever again. Yeah. I, so yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Um, again, like with his reservations and just using logic to, uh, you know, kind of say, well, why am I doing this? Because nothing is changing in the way you're acting, even though you're vaxxed. Like, yeah, Kyrie, we're all on the same page, bro. We're, exactly. we're, we're we're just people who don't want our rights infringed upon. So <laughs> we sold out. <laughs> Essentially, you know, we just, we didn't take the stance. And the one thing I do want to say though, is I'm not mad at him for taking his stance as, as a man. Again, if I'm his teammate, I think differently because I'm selfish and I'm thinking about our team being at their best. But when it comes to the human being making, like, saying what he's saying, like, yeah, bro, the way that if you're vaxxed but you still got to wear a mask and you can't be around large groups, what's the point of me getting it then? Like, again, I know there are reasons why, because it, it makes the symptoms uh, much, makes them easier to deal with. They're not as severe. So, okay, there goes your help for, for it. But then you have the guy down in uh, Jonathan Isaacs who was like, yo, I've already had this. I have the antibodies. So my body is geared to fight against this. So, I mean, what are we really doing here? And I'm not going to make this a a, a, vac, a pro-vax or anti-vax conversation because we can talk about that for days. And I just want to say I understand multiple perspectives on this. Now, I don't understand every perspective on it because some stuff that people are saying is stupid. Um, and the people who are just like, you're stupid if you don't get vaxxed, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're probably wrong, too. Uh, there's some middle, there's some gray area in here that we can all just say, hey, hey, I understand your skepticism. Um, I understand why you just went and done it. Like, it's okay. And and, and just for Kyrie, it, it, the big thing for Kyrie and the people who are saying the NBA is forcing him to do that. Well, here's the thing. No, no, no company that nobody's entitled to employment with a company. So if if you don't meet the standards of the comp that the company sets for you, then you don't get to work there, even if you're more qualified than other people there. Exactly. And I think that goes into where society is moving towards. Like, you have to let me be a part of what you're doing, and you have to you have to accommodate me and my beliefs no matter what. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
this is my house. I pay these bills. Exactly. And, and even on a smaller scale for me, like, you know, I have my own company, I do staffing and, um, you know, so we're contracted by companies and one of the companies that we work with, one of our biggest clients, they require, uh, their employees and our employees as temporary labor slash, you know, staff labor to be vaccinated. So like, you know, I have to deal with this. I'm hiring people because, you know, temporary labor, you go through people. I deal with this every day. I have to explain this to people every day. I personally, like we already stated, I'm vaccinated, but like uh, my younger brother, Justice isn't, he isn't vaccinated. And um, we're both recruiting people, but we're both talking to them and telling them that they have to be in order to get the position. And we respect the idea of, you know, I've gotten cursed out about it. No, nah, I'm not getting this fucking shot. This, that, and the other. Uh, some people that say I'm willing to get it. You know, there are some people that that in a weird way. I'm not saying that we got them to get it, but they did get it done in order to get the job. Either that, or they they came up with a hell of a fake. And so, oh, they uh, out there, bro. Especially, oh, I know they're out there. I know people that have them. And so, like, uh, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. cut that part though. Scammers like, gonna scam. Much, yeah, but. Regardless, yeah, I think yeah, that no. it's just a personal choice. Kyrie's going to have to make that decision if he thinks that his career and what he's been working towards his whole entire life is worth being derailed, even if it is just for a year. He might even just sit out. Just like in the NFL last year, players opted out. They're playing today. You know what I mean? Maybe he just sits out a year, and then next year it's not one of those things. Maybe it is kind of gone to where New York's lifts that band of indoors you must be vaccinated we don't know but he's gonna have to make that conscious decision uh because they got a game next tuesday that i gotta bet on and i really need to know you know so i can get my odds and shit right with the bucks you know okay so uh, we've talked about Kyrie enough Uh, let's 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 talk mvp so I listen to a few people when it comes to basketball and a few of those people I used to have, I used to hold in high regard, but the older and older I get, uh, the less and less I'd be like, oh man, they're, they go talking that nonsense. So Luca is the favorite for MVP. He is the betting favorite for MVP. I, I, the Mavericks are not a favorite to win the championship, nor are they the favorite to win the West. And I'm not the most Vegas fluent guy, but here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that Vegas is putting out an MVP candidate that people can rally behind and throw a bunch of money on, and they're just going to lose. He was the favorite last year, too. And he showed up fat. And, and And I just think that they, again, this is just, this is just some half baked, uh, uh, half baked theories, just that Vegas, is like people will look at Luca's numbers. They'll look at the way he's he, he's grown as a player, and they're just gonna toss a bunch of money on Luca because he has the best odds, and they don't expect Luca to win it. And they're just gonna eat that money because yeah, they'll they'll pay out more on some of the long shots or the person who will probably end up winning the MVP. But I just just again me guessing that there's probably less money coming in a lot less money, significantly less money coming in on the person who's probably going to win. So, EB, do you think Luca has a legitimate case for MVP moving forward? If so, please make it for me. 
Most definitely. And I don't think he's going to win it. But does he have a case? Definitely. He His numbers are there. People like him. He's fun. There's a lot of voter fatigue with other people that are going to be in the running with him. So when you say, is he going to win it? I don't think so, because it's really saying he's going to it's, it's him versus the field. I would take the field because there's more people, but he's definitely in the running. But when you think about it, his team is probably going to finish fifth at best in the West. I think they're probably going to finish like sixth or seventh. Yeah. And they've kind of gotten over dudes with great stats whose teams are finishing around sixth or seventh because they've done that too many times before. So that's why I don't think he's going to win because his team won't have the production. But he puts up the numbers. He's a likable dude. I definitely think he will be in the conversation. It's not outlandish to have him as a favorite and as the favorite. I just don't think he will win it. But there's definitely a case to be made. Question for you, Parlay Pete. Do you think Luca makes his teammates better? I think he definitely elevated the Mavericks the moment he got there. And I look at it this way, just because even when I bet on basketball during the regular season, uh, Chris at Porzingis, you know, misses games, of course. We know this, right? That's kind of a common story with his career, too. He's an injured – he's an injury-prone player. And the Mavericks were still winning games. Guys were stepping up. Luka, you know – practically averages a triple-double with 30 points. He's a fucking baller. There's no mistake in that. We know that. And kind of like what uh, EB just said, you know, it isn't outlandish to think that he can win it. But at the same time, I just pulled up the odds just so I could get a look at it. He's a, he's the favorite at plus 400, and the second closest is Joel Embiid at plus – well, they got this a little out of order. Giannis is actually second at plus 650. Throw both of those out there. Terrible and that's game. a guy that's won two of the last three. Fatigue. And, and one, uh, he didn't win defensive player last year. But but he did that two years ago. He won both in the same year. I just look at it kind of as one of these things. There's It's always going to be about the, the, when you start picking MVPs before the season even starts, first of all, we got health, of course, which, you know, that's with everybody. Uh, and the grind of the NBA season, they're coming off a shorter year, right? Uh, shorter offseason. Um, and still kind of reeling from the past two years of basketball with COVID. And, you know, Luca's the youngest of all the people. So, of course, he would be, by that standard, the most healthy, right? When but he played the Olympics. He's got the, legs. He's got the freshest legs. And, and then it probably helps that he showed out in the Olympics too. Like, you know what I mean? You're going to add all these factors into – why Luca's the favorite. Do I think that he should be the favorite? No. Giannis should be the favorite because he just came off being the best player in the NBA. He won the title. He won final. He dropped fucking 50 points in a game six. Giannis should be the favorite. He's won two of them already. He should be the favorite. Do I think he's going to win it? No, because I don't think that Milwaukee's going to repeat. But if you come in with just the expectations, if I had to pick somebody myself, and that's just if I was a gambler, man, I would probably go out and say it's going to be Steph. And that's just because I expect Clay to be back healthy and Wiseman's going to be back. And I think that he's going to take a step in his game. Wiggins now is in year, would this be year three? 
Wiggins, yeah, well, year three there. Yeah. Year three there. Kerr is a good coach, contrary to popular belief, just because he's got all that talent. He's still a basketball guy himself. That's the type of guy that I would place my money on. His odds are at plus 700. I think that Steph's going to give you the numbers. The Warriors are they're going to – are we going to be doing predictions? We're about to be doing predictions here soon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, right, like the, that's the next segment that I got. But Steph, Steph is the type of person that I would want to put those type of bets on. Somebody I know isn't going to miss too many games, even though he gets injured too, it seems like. But I think with a healthy clay, I don't see why not. You know, that's who, that's who I would put my money on. But Giannis should definitely be the favorites. But it's also not outlandish that Luca is the favorite, and I could see him winning it too. Uh, how much cheddar would you guys put on a Donovan Mitchell MVP? None. He just had it on Giannis. Yeah, Giannis or Steph, really? Like, yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. I agree I, with Steph. It really is down to two guys, and maybe KD. Especially KD Kyrie. and James Harden are going to cannibalize votes from each other. Yeah, if Kyrie doesn't play, maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe one of them. Because you gotta look you at can't, you can't you can't see Donovan Mitchell averaging 27, 27 no. a game and then being the one seed again. Twenty seven, eight and six. No, I I don't see it. They just had the best record in the NBA, and I don't think he got a vote. So no, and I know he got hurt at the very end of it, but he was never even in the conversation. Nobody was talking about him. It was a three man race the whole year. It was Steph, Embiid, and uh, Jokic. Joker. No, no, no. Yeah. LeBron was in that before he got hurt. He was. And LeBron, okay. Well, the second post All Star break, it was a three man. Okay. So here, yeah. so here's something interesting about that, and, and we're not getting to our predictions yet. But our guy, and and, and I'm not even going to get into our Atlanta conversation yet. But we're talking about these awards and and, and whatnot. You know, Trey Young gets gets no 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 all in all NBA respect. But if you go back and you look at the numbers and then you go, oh, they were a five seed. And then you watch the playoff. You go, Trey Young's going to be all NBA this year if the Hawks are a top five seed in the East just because of last year. And the reason he didn't get all NBA this, um, this uh, last season was because of the season before where he got an all-star game and the media didn't like him being an all-star starter because his team wasn't good. And so they have to be like, yeah, he gets no All NBA votes, but he was like twenty five and nine, and he was a top five seed. And you go, that's All NBA play right there. If you look at the second half of that season, once they made the coaching change, you look at that record, you go, that's All NBA play right there. And again, Eric Eb, when we watched him play against Braun uh, at Staples, right? You know, we were just there. You remember how like LeBron controlled the game? And you mm-hmm. go, dang, this this dude is better than I thought he was until like because I saw him in person. When I watched the Hawks lose the game six to Philly, when I tell you when Trey wanted a bucket, he got it. And it and it wasn't just the threes, right? It's the oh, I need to hit a floater. I'm gonna put Embiid on my hip and I'm gonna get a floater. Ben Simmons, I'm gonna put you on my hip. I'm gonna get a floater. You know what? Y'all. Y- Y'all got a six-point lead. Let me hit this three real quick and get this crowd going crazy and look at Quavo's diamond start dancing. You can see them shits from the nosebleed. And I go, he he's doing that thing that you don't see on TV 
But you see in, in person, like I remember when I went and saw KD play in person against the Hawks uh, in, in the – it was the post-Joe Johnson years. We still had Jeff Teague and Al Horford, though. And we were in college, actually. And I went and saw him. I go, oh, KD score. He really scores when he wants to. Like, it's not a, it's not a, oh, I score when I get the ball or when I can't. No, KD scores when he wants to. And I saw that same thing in Trey Young. And because of that season, I think Trey Young is going to have that same cachet. But I said all of that to say that because Utah was the one seed, hey, just look for a Donovan Mitchell narrative. It's not going to happen. I stole that from somebody, by the way. It's it not, is, and, not and, and you have to be so dominant to win in like a place like like Giannis is dominant in Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there was some domination factor there. Carl Malone won, right? He won it twice in Utah. Yeah, he's the second fucking leading scorer in NBA history. Jazz were finishing first, you know. Uh, in that late 90s era, obviously losing to Jordan, but it's going to take a lot for a guy like Spider to get it. I just, especially with the, how much the, the league is oozing with talent. It's oozing with talent. There are so many dudes that are that fucking good to where it's going to be tough to even get that type of recognition. And you know, even with me, I've been a basketball person my entire life. Like, not just a fan, of course, I played. Um, you know, had a little bit of success in uh, high school, winning a state championship as a starter, two-time starter. And, and then being on the Morehouse team, obviously Coach Brewer, may he rest in peace. He's, you know, and then, of course, my good friend, Colin Sexton with the Cavs, he's, he's a fucking dog, and he ain't even, he ain't even like that, like, in, in regards to, like, Top ten, he's not like that. You did, you so, did the Devin book comp. You did the Devin book comp, and I said you were talking out your ass, and you put up the numbers, and I went. Their numbers were exactly the same last year, and that's but but the thing book was is, on a bad was, team too. It well, and that's why I was hoping he got traded, but he didn't. And I'm looking forward to seeing him win that most improved player every year. He improves, and the All Star games in Cleveland. He could be the guy that, you know, gets to – during the, the day of the All-Star game, gets to come down and address the fans. I'd love that for him. I, like I said, I've known him since he was three. How do uh, All-Star games been, in Cleveland this year? It is. I'll be there just because – just because he's – you know. It, either if, make, if he makes it or not, I mean, I'm going to be there. Uh, that, that's the conversation for us to have the next time I see you in like two weeks. Uh, yeah, that would be a fun trip. <laughs> But but the point is, I, I guess, and what I'm saying is that there's so much talent in the NBA to where, like, man, it's like it's like eight dudes that are really them dudes, and like LeBron is kind of hanging on to the end. We'll see what happens this season. I have to think that he's going to take a step back, and when I say a step back, he will still average 24, 25. Seven and seven. I think that that's a fair baseline for LeBron if he's healthy, which was never been a question. But now we have to because he's been hurt two of the last three years. I think that's a, and especially now he's got Russ and uh, got Russ on his team. They're gonna be taking days off. They're gonna be taking those Kawhi days off anyways. And there's gonna be days where Russ kind of just like does his own thing, and um, there'll be nights like where AD and uh, LeBron don't play, but then like Carmelo and Russ cook. Like you know what I mean, or 
Malik Monk fucking has a, a twenty-seven. Well, Eric, point. hold on, real quick. Hold on, buddy. What you gonna do when Melo go off for like thirty-five in in in, in Staples? I don't see it happening. As much as I want Melo to to go off, I don't see it happening. You don't, you don't think he'll have one thirty-point game? He gonna have. He think gonna it, have one. Think I of how many how many shots he's gonna have to put up. How many minutes he's going to have to be playing? I just don't see that for Melo. He was efficient in Portland. He was LeBron and AD. It'll be a LeBron and AD sit game. And it'll be against somebody good, too. And it's his night. He can still shoot the fucking ball. Let's stop. And he's a better three-point shooter, too, now. He is a better three-point shooter, but he's not, like, jab step that little tiny bit of separation and then rise over you, Carmelo. He's, like, spot-up Carmelo. And LeBron and AD not playing. Who's getting like Russ can yes get in the ball that many, but that many times thirty for thirty points, bro. He's got to make ten threes. You know he's not gonna. He's not gonna hit ten threes. So he's also got to do. Like, I just don't see it happening. Melo still has Melo still has top top to seven footwork in the league. Man, he can get. He's gonna get to the line too. Like I mean, I, I don't see it. Melo's not driving, so he's not getting to the line like that. Melo has great footwork. But he's not. It's not the footwork we're used to. Where it's like that little jab you got respected. He's gonna get that little bit and rise up over you. Melo's just not. He's not as quick and agile like that anymore. To just and that twitchy. I just don't see it. He ain't been the same without Lala, man. Like twenty five points is a lot, and that extra five is is a big. I don't think. I don't think he's getting there. And I want it for him. Like All I right, do like so, Melo. I want it for him. I don't see it happening. It's a six point so, game. So we're trying this. Just, hey, hold on, hold on. That's gonna be a couple free throws at the end. Like I mean. So we're transitioning to our predictions, right? So let's look at the West. We'll we'll start with the West first. Um, You know, we're talking about the Lakers already. Let's go to our our resident Lakers fan here who is from L.A. Not not you, Pierce. Uh, You're a Lakers fan, but you're not a – you're a Kobe Lakers fan. Eric is a Lakers fan, Lakers fan. Um, I'm still a Lakers fan, though. I I know. Even now without Kobe, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but he he's he's there, you know. He didn't jump on the Clippers bandwagon like the rest of the city, you know what I mean? He's real he's real to to the city. What what do you think this Lakers team is going to do because the roster it's like it's two separate rosters, honestly. The roster's weird. And I think it's going to work because I I'm a LeBron I'm a LeBron fan, some would say. Uh, but I think the roster's going to work. What do you think is going to happen in LA, Eric? I agree. I think the roster is going to work simply because, like LeBron and AD, there's no substitute for for two guys that good, and two guys that good whose skills complement each other so well. Um, I don't think Russ is like a savior, but I do think his skill set helps. If you sort of just let him run wild, it will take some pressure off LeBron. Let him rest some. Um, Melo can shoot. I do. I would have liked to honestly keep. KCP. So kind of bummed they didn't do that. And I would have liked to instead get Buddy healed. That one didn't happen. But so you wanted Buddy over Russ? I think if they were still going to get Rondo, then yeah. Um I liked Buddy over Russ. I didn't know at the time they were gonna get Rondo. I think it'll still work out fine. I wouldn't be surprised if they're a one or two seed. Uh the main thing is just gonna be the health. But this roster, honestly, with AD and LeBron, I think you put really not us, but you put 
it, it ain't gonna take too much to be around you them. Probably that, put John Tass out there, and he'll be okay. Be all right, so I think they're gonna be all right. So before we go to you, Paul A. Pete, on that, I here's what I what I see about that roster, and I think we kind of uh, talked about it a little bit. Is that what Russ is going to provide for them in a regular season? Is what they're going to need to keep the seed high. What Buddy Hill will provide for them is what they would love to have in the postseason. But they were like, you know what? We'll find we'll find eighty percent of that in the moves that we make and on the buyout market because the buyout market is still looming. Uh so Parlay P, you look at this roster. Uh, what what do you think your Lakers are going to do, and do you trust that they can in find uh find themselves in the finals, and LeBron can get ring number five to tie Kobe? R.I.P. to the Lakers. Kind of piggyback off AB. I mean, I think that they're going to win a ton of games just because um this team is definitely uh, certainly on paper. I know we got to wait because I remember everybody was crowning that Cleveland team when they got D Wade. Derrick Rose. Uh, no, I would not Derrick Rose. IT. Uh, yeah, IT. Thomas, Jay Crowder. Like, they got, like, a bunch of guys. And everybody was like, oh, shit. They, like, named, like, their 10. And it was like, damn, that's, like, two different fucking units. Similar to this Lakers team a little bit. So, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I think that what it, when it comes down to if they're going to win a championship, oddly enough, and this kind of shit does matter, I think it comes down to a guy like Frank Vogel. Like, what is his – how does he manage the lineup? And does he know when to put the right guys in? Um, I know that everybody's like, yeah, LeBron's the GM and the coach and all this, and I get it. He's he not. Is, he isn't. Yeah, he's – you know, he's a field general, of course, or a court general in this case. And, of course, he can put the bug into uh, – uh, Palenka's ear to, you know, to get somebody or something. But at the end of the day, they still have to practice together and get this stuff um, put down. And especially Russ, I think Russ sacrificing is going to be the biggest thing. But I feel like LeBron's going to fall back more than anyone. Um, not statistically necessarily, but just from a standpoint of you and AD kind of run this thing. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna quarterback it, but, like, I want you guys to kind of run this thing. And um, I could easily see them being the one or two seed. And I think a floor for them would be the four. I don't see them really falling below that. I think they host a playoff game, um, a home field, uh, a home court playoff game the first week of the playoffs. And so, like, I, I just I just think that it, 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 it'll depend, too, man. I mean, the West is loaded. Like, the Nuggets – We'll have Jamal Murray back. Let's, oh, let's golly. Don't get me started on superstar Jamal Murray. Hey, Jokic won the MVP. They were the – Jamal Murray – hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You, just, you brought the Nuggets. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You brought the Nuggets. Jamal Murray is the most overhyped 20 points per game-ass player the NBA has ever seen. People are like, oh, when Jamal Murray comes back, yeah, and he gives you 20 points per game and he won't make an all-star team and he's not all NBA – and he'll go out for 47 one day on national TV. And then when he's deep, deep into the league pass uh, hole that no one's watching against Charlotte, he's going to go six for 27 with 14 points. And and the Nuggets are going to lose a game that they should have won. So miss me with the when Jamal Murray comes back. 
Because probably the best thing that may have happened to Denver is MPJ getting his opportunity to get out there and cook and be the, uh, you know, the the number one guy that he used to be uh, until he messed up his back. Uh, you just can't get me with the Jamal Murray thing. Like, I've watched Jamal Murray play for years, and I think Jamal Murray is a really good – I think he's off-brand C.J. McCollum, if we're being honest. He's off-brand C.J. McCollum. And and that's fair. I think we talked about that in the group. We compared him, C.J., and, to like, Tobias Harris. They're these yeah, they're guys that are, like, not – they've not never all-stars. been all-stars. They have max contracts. They're good – to where you kind of don't want to break them up because they play uh, with said superstar. And some people were saying in Tobias's case, two of them. Hell, he played with fucking three of them. He played with three niggas that had a max contract. And people yeah, he played with state. Jimmy, my guy. <laughs> Jimmy, Ben, and fucking Embiid. And I guess that's why Doc's there. But yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, uh, you t- we, I brought up CJ McCollum. Uh, I'll shoot to you first on this one, Parlay Pete. Do you think uh, Dame Lillard makes it through the entire season as a Blazer playing for Chauncey? Yeah, just because I don't see where the perfect fit and the and what they want in return comes. I don't know how many years Dame has on his contract. I bet it's probably at least two. And I'll look it up while you're talking. It'll be hard for them to 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 find somebody where they get the assets they want. It would have to be one of those, damn, this works out too well. Because they don't want to trade. Let's say that the Russ experiment goes wrong in L.A. and the Lakers are like the fifth and sixth, seventh seed. They keep losing games that they shouldn't lose. The Lakers would never – like, I mean, the Blazers would never swap uh, Russ for Dame. So, like, it would have to be a situation that works out perfectly for him to be gone. I think he's just going to have to play out. He So he has a, to be a team that fights to make the playoff. They're like a seven seed, you know? So, so Dame, he has a player option for 2024, 2025. So his last, the last year that he's contractually yeah, really. obligated is 2023, 2024. So they could play hardball with him this year if they wanted to, if they don't get the deal that they want. Um, speaking of other players who may want to leave, EB, do you see Brad Bill making his way out of uh, Washington with his unvaccinated ass? I don't. I feel like if he was going to ask out, it would have happened already. And now he gets the chance to have his own team for once. Like, yes, he was the man last year, and Russ was sort of second fiddle because it was he had been there longer. But now there's there's no one that can say, like, Hey, no, I'm up here on the same level as you. Maybe Kuz, depending on how he's feeling. But <laughs> but no, he's it's his team, and it's not even close. And I think he he'll fill it out for a year. I'd at least give him a year because I think if he wanted out, he would have asked for it by now. That's fair. Um, looking at John Wall because we, we're talking about Brad Bill, it makes me think about John Wall, who is going to be like an a, a assistant head, a assistant coach on the roster essentially this year. Does John Wall work anywhere else? as an effective player that leads to winning. I, I hear him going to the Clippers, but does that make sense in, in, in your brain? I'll go to you, Parlay Pete, first. Uh, ceiling, third option on a team that's a playoff team but isn't good enough to get past the second round. Um, floor goes to a team, contributes, um, Let's say, like, let's say, for instance, he goes to the Clippers. 
with that type of money, first of all, I don't know how they would make it work. But secondly, uh, we saw the emergence of. Uh, it would be a it would be a buyout thing. I, I feel like Bomber would send Fertitta some 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 money under the table, and you know, him, that, and, him and Kevin Love are in those similar situations. Like, I'm not trying to sit here and be an insider or anything. But I know that, like, the Cavs, it's, it's a fucking open secret. You know, they don't want him there, but nobody wants him either. But well, there's Cole, also plenty of teams that would take him if he didn't have that contract. Yeah, he's going to he's, he's gonna end up on the Lakers. He'll, he'll end up on the Lakers in the buyout because Kobe Altman gave him that stupid-ass contract after LeBron left, similar to the contract that Pat Riley gave Chris Bosh after LeBron left. You know, when LeBron leaves, people just give away money because it makes them feel better. <laughs> Yeah, and I just think that with with a guy like John Wall, his injury history probably speaks more for his game, more more than his game does now, as far as I'm concerned. We'll always kind of remember him as that guy. And maybe he can carve out a career kind of like Derrick Rose has now. Derrick Rose is still a hooper, but we know he's not who he used to be. You know what I mean? But he can still contribute and be a good player. To me, he was Clutch catch by the Giants left fielder. He, he was he was it. he was the clutchest. He was he was the to me he was the go to scorer because they kept trying to get the ball to Julius Randle, but to me he was the go to scorer for the Knicks. He still can give you eighteen, and John wasn't a scorer the way that Derrick Rose was. Uh, games, he could be games, though. Their games are a little similar, and not just because they're both point guards. John wasn't. John takes the ball to the hole too. They both were coached by a uh, cow. So like there's like John, there's, John, there's, John was a better defender than D Rose. I'm not gonna say he was more athletic, but um no. I, I'll Rose take John Wall's I'll take John Wall's first step in his prime over you name him. D-Rose. Maybe De'Aaron Fox has a better first step. Maybe. Collins got an underrated one too. I'm just saying. But uh, you're a homer. No, I'm not. You were Andy at the shot, draft. With him 40, you're a homer. 40, and he shot over 40% from three. And he averaged 25 points a game. But hey, 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 hey. I'm team young bull now. I've been converted. He can man, he can fucking play. And I just, I hate that they didn't give him his money. But um, hey, look, I've, I've talked to some people. I've talked to some at, at Atlanta basketball people. And, I, and, and I've been converted. Never come out of here. Huh? He is one of the coldest high school players, and that's a that's big in Atlanta to be one of. And obviously, we know what he did at Alabama too. But like, he's one of the best high school players. Roll Tide, did at Georgia. All right, so so let's get let's get back into this. Uh, I, have y'all looked at the GM surveys at all? From you know that stupid survey that they do every year. I don't even know why they do it because the the weird thing is, and I'm going to sound crazy, but. As smart as many of the GMs are, I still don't think uh, I, I. They say a lot of dumb stuff. You know, they're they're like guy they would build their team around like three or four years ago was Cat, no Mitchell Tyler. So, and I don't know, is anybody building a team around Cat? At the time, it, it made sense to say he's an elite level shooter. You think the defense is going to come along, like. I, I understand Cat. He's very young. Like offensively, he is. If he would just get it together down in the post, like and be a bruiser, it would make perfect sense. He's he would could have been Joel Embiid with a better shot. 
Yeah, but it's cotton soft. Wait, 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 but do you smell that? The way that description just went, except for maybe him not being the biggest bruiser down low, that smells just like somebody else that played in Minnesota, too, that averaged 25 points and 12 rebounds. No, KG was down there banging in that post. Are you talking about Kevin Love? Hell yeah. He was down there banging in that post, too. I know, (laughs) I know, I know. But that's what I said. Not as big a bruiser, but K-Love obviously could shoot the ball. K-Love was putting up similar numbers. And he can't rebound anymore. I went to a Hawks game where he gave them guys like 42 and 20. We watched him give them – it was the quietest 42 points, but it was 40 – and he was like – a lot of his points were also – Banging down in there, getting balls off off the rim and putting yeah. it back in. Like he was a bully down there, and Cat just doesn't. Love had a span of like four or five years in Minnesota where he averaged over twelve and a half rebounds every. Kevin Love, year. if Kevin Love stays in yeah, Minnesota, like I know, he, I know, he had one year where he averaged sixteen. If he stays in Minnesota, he's he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, if he, he nah, he, you know, he's, he's still not a Hall of Famer, but <laughs> I mean, not. I mean. He should have been in the All-Star game over Blake Griffin that year just throwing it out there. <laughs> He's going to the Hall of Fame still. Kevin yeah. Love was on the Team USA before he got hurt again. <laughs> oh, when he showed up out of shape? Yeah, he was He was Team USA, uh, which I didn't know how the fuck he got chosen. There was no way there wasn't somebody else, especially because he could have – even if you didn't want I, – I know how you were saying because, like, JaVale McGee, because we were all like, what the fuck? Like, JaVale McGee needed to be on that team. And I stand on that. Don't Tyson Chandler, JaVale McGee, please. He's not the same guy. Hey, so. Hey, he's not that guy, pal. So he's so, so GM, so the GM said, which team will win the 2022 NBA Finals? EB, who do you got winning the 2022 NBA Finals? I think the Nets get it right this year. Paul AP, who you got winning the NBA Finals? That's tough. I, if if I had to pick just right now, I'm going to say it's going to be the Lakers. I'm glad I got somebody riding with me, baby, because I'm going with Brum Broad and the Lake Show. But the GM said 72% Brooklyn Nets, 17% Lakers, 10% the Bucks. The, the, the Bucks aren't going to repeat. They're not, not going to repeat. But think about Bud was going to get fired if they lost game seven, and now we're talking about a repeat. I mean, and if, if I can find the coaches thing, Bud is one of the top coaches on here. It'll just let you know about these GMs. Well, because well, – and it's true, though. I mean, one game can change everything. Okay, here's a good one. Which team made the best overall moves this offseason? If, if we're going to totality, the Bulls. Okay, what about you, uh, EB? That was, that was going to be my answer also. The I GMs, like 47% of the GMs said the Miami Heat. 17% said the Lakers, 7% said the Nets, 7% said the Rockets, 7% said the Wizards. Other teams receiving uh, votes, the Bulls, the Knicks, the Thunder, I don't know how, the Suns, and the Trailblazers. So let's talk about the Miami Heat real quick. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about the Bulls first. I want to give them a little bit of love, too. Go, go Heat first, just because I see why maybe everybody thinks – a team that went to the NBA Finals in a COVID season and played in a bubble, um, and that was relatively competitive with that Lakers team, adding a champion. And, and Kyle Lowry is somebody I used to shit on. I used to shit on fucking Kyle Lowry. 
I, when they got swept by the Cavs, I, if you remember in the group chat, I told everybody, please blow this team up just for my sanity. Like that Raptors team reminded me of the Atlanta Hawks so fucking much to where I was just like, the people of Toronto don't deserve this. Only Atlanta gets to deserve bad shit like this to continue to happen to us every year. Don't do this to them. And Kyle Lowry has changed my mind. Obviously, I think he played such a big game against Golden State that year. Like that, that the clinching game, he had a, he was the best player on the floor that day. And he just was played that the same so well. year. Was that the same year he was taking charges in the All Star game? Huh? Wasn't the same year he was taking charges in the All Star game? The LA All Star game, he was taking charges? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He was. But he, he, he actually is. It's so weird how much he, you know, not to say it like this, but I mean, he's like fine wine. He really has only gotten better. Um, Very true. So, EB, you look at the addition of Kyle Lowry, uh, PJ Tucker in Miami, and apparently Jimmy Bucker, Jimmy Bucker, Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry are good friends. And then you got you got Tyler Hero, who's going to bounce back from, you know, I think he was feeling himself a little bit because in the bubble he didn't have the nightlife of Miami to distract him. You know, he's going to bounce back saying he should be in that conversation with Luca, Trey, and Ja. You know, when you put that big three together of Jimmy, is they really got a big four if you think about it. You know, you got Jimmy, you got Bam, the Olympic gold medalist. You got Kyle Lowry, little fat ass Kyle Lowry, as I call him, and and then you got Tyler Hero, man, my favorite hero. Do you think that for one hero is on the level of a Trey Young, a Ja Morant, a Luka Doncic, and do you think they have a legitimate big four and they could win the East this year? I think they have a legitimate big three. I do not think Tyler Hero belongs in the same category as any of those people you just named, and he's he's a bucket. Don't get me wrong. He's not a consistent bucket. We got to wait to see if this was a sophomore slump or if he's really that guy we saw in the bubble. But we also saw TJ Warren get 50, I think, on multiple occasions in the bubble. Yeah. So let's let's pump our brakes. Uh, I'm intrigued to see what he's going to do. I thought he was a bucket at Kentucky his rookie year. Even before the bubble, he was getting buckets. But we'll see. But they definitely have a very good team. Um, the reason I'm more – I would say Chicago, though, is because I, I, I think it has more go, boom possibility. We're going to give Chicago some love. I, but what, what category of young player would you put Tyler Hero in, E.B.? I already know what you're going to say. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even put him in the same category as, like, SGA. Because I think SGA is consistent, and Tyler Hero hasn't done that yet either. So I think, like, whatever the echelon is below SGA, because I think SGA is – in the tier two, right below all of people you just named, the job. SGA was in the Devin Booker tier three years ago. Yeah. And I, I don't know where to put Tyler uh, Hero, but he's, you he's just below. Say, can you just say the Kuzma shit you said in the group text, bro? Like, uh, I baited you. He just wouldn't fucking say it. Yeah, I, I think that's where he is. Like, a player that had some some early success. Granted, like, Kuz's success was on a Lakers team that was not good. And then they got LeBron, and his production went all the way down in the gutter. But this dude's production was on a team that was very good, and he did it in the playoffs. So I do want to give him some credit there where it is due. But, yeah, that's that's where I see him, the Kuz level. Thank you. So let's get to the Bulls, man. I, you, got, you, got any, you got any words for uh, Tyler, Tyler Kuzma? Well, Tyler Hero and Kyle Kuzma. But uh, – 
in terms of a tier, Tyler is – I want to pick the perfect player. To me, Tyler Hero is a more heralded Kevin Herter. How about that? I'd rather have Kevin Herter. I'd rather have Kevin Herter. Me too. But I'm just saying, but that's what I'm saying. He's a more heralded version. Bro, like, I'd rather have people, Cam because, Reddish. Because, because he had that bubble performance, now everybody's like. No, I think Kayvon passed him after what he did in game seven last year. Somebody said that the centerpiece for a fucking James Harden trade was Tyler Hero. Like, and, 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 and no, there were people, there were people, Colin Cowherd was one of them who said, nah, you can't let Hero go for James Harden. <laughs> Excuse me? You think that bubble shit is real? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you, you don't think James Harden could get out here and average 40 points a game if he didn't care about winning? <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Smelling like Casamigos <laughs> and name that, that strip club? <laughs> he probably got his jersey up in Starless already. <laughs> and he ain't been in Brooklyn a year. It, it he's, he's a good – I think he's a good young player. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even give him uh, the money that, as of now, like he, like Ev kind of just said, we really need to see if this was just a sophomore slump. I wouldn't give him the money that they gave Duncan Robinson. Hell no, nah, he would. Get, he would. He would get three years, thirty-two out of me. That's the that's the best he. Yeah, that Kuzma type shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, a good tradable contract. <laughs> right, and somebody thinks that they're worth it. Yeah, I mean. I... That's beautiful. I, I I think he's like a good Grayson Allen. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the best comparison fair. right there. Fair. <laughs> Not because they're white. No, it's just fair. But let's talk about the Bulls a little bit because the GMs gave the Bulls, like, no love. But I, I don't know if the Bulls are going to be good. But I'll tell you, they're a fun 2K team, and they're going to be a great watch on League Pass because – when you get when when they start that small ball group out there, and you can get Lonzo, who Lonzo's gonna emerge as a top ten point guard, but he's not gonna have the he's not gonna have the scoring numbers of the Stephs, the Kyrie types, if Kyrie plays the Dames, you know. But he's gonna be playing real point guard, like the point guard we grew up watching, and he's gonna be highly effective. He's gonna be like a seventeen and eight type guy, you know, seventeen eight and five, seventeen eight and six. I think you're giving him way too much credit there. <laughs> 17 with Levine, DeRozan, uh, and uh, Boost. No. Okay, no. okay. Let me give him 15. Unless, unless they're running a seven-man, six-man rotation every night. No. I, I'm going to give him 15. I think he can find 15 points. Give me 13.8. That's, <laughs> that's, that's about where I can see a guy like him. But give me the 10 assists or the 9.7. For sure, he's gonna be all and four and a half, five rebounds. Give me that for sure. He's he's gonna he's gonna be great for fantasy basketball. Oh yeah, like Lonzo is is a really good point guard. But the point I was making is his numbers aren't gonna speak to how good he is. But watching him push that ball, and, and then you, you you got Levine who's leaving Chicago. Oh yeah, Levine's out. Hey hey. Levine, go ahead and sign with Clutch so we can move this Russ contract and bring you to the Lakers. <laughs> um, you're going to have Levine out running. You're going to have DeMar playing old school 1995 basketball in the short corner and, and, and the elbow playing like old school two-guard ball. And, and then 
the Caruso show. When when I see those four on the court, it's just going to be fun, and I don't think that's gonna. I don't think it's going to be winning basketball at all, but it's going to be a good watch. You're going to look at it as a surprising SVP. Like when SVP says the best thing he saw today, yeah, it's like SVP highlight reel of all the guys that give him the best thing that he saw in a given week for the NBA. So, EB, how do you feel about how do you feel about this one? Because there was rumors that DeMar was going to come to your Lakers team, and obviously you're you losing uh, your guy Caruso. Uh, talk to me about this Bulls team for you, man. I think they're going to be fun. I think the Heat made the best moves, like when we say that, but I think the Bulls have the most boom potential. And I think the team is going to be fun to watch. Those are the moves that I'm most excited about. Like, I'm not excited to watch Kyle Lowry on the Heat. I think they will win more games, be very good. But I'm excited to watch Miami. Like, I'm excited to watch the Bulls, Zach Levine, and Lonzo just running. Like, that That excites me. I think that'll be fun basketball to watch. Um, and I love DeMar's game. I know it's outdated with how basketball is played today, but, like, he's Afro Kobe. Mid range, uh, the athleticism in his in his prime was up there, but that's that's why I com- compare him to. And now he hasn't taken the game back behind the three point line, so the game has outgrown him. But like I, I like his game. I still like watching mid range. I like we need a two, we can dump it to you at the free throw line, free throw line extended, and you you're going to get us a bucket. So I like watching that. Bro, uh, a couple years ago. I had a guy that I hoop with damn near every day, and he called me Demar because I just could not hit a three. <laughs> but uh, so uh, I want to hear another one of these GM questions for y'all. Who is the best head coach in the NBA? Parlay Pete, give me your give me your coach. Um. Looks like we're seeing the Dodgers, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they're up. That's you know, that's they still game. gotta win another game. They still gotta win this one, hell. Well, bro, yeah, y'all, y'all have to win another game against us last year, and y'all did. I, I trust y'all the ability to win another game. If we're talking about the guy that does the most with the least. I'm gonna uh, say who do you think is the best coach in the NBA? So I can tell you what the GM says. I I would I would probably take Quinn Snyder. To be totally honest with you, where are we going, EB? Doc Rivers? Uh, he's up there. Oh man, he's up there. <laughs> but uh, not on my list. And now I was being facetious. I do actually I really, really like Nick Nurse. All right, he's so a, he's a really good coach too. Yeah. The GMs, the GMs say Spo. Nah. Heat culture. Number two is Monty Williams. That's that that that's that's, that's, that's recency bias. bias. Even even if he is, it's recency bias this year. He was good with the uh, Pelicans too. He was good. I mean, that's a strong word. He wasn't. He wasn't terrible. They had, <laughs> they had a number two, three. They, number they, three. He got a two seed one year with him. Here we go. Here we go. Though number three, Quinn Snyder. Number four, Pop. I don't think anybody's gonna disagree with that. Number five. Number five, Bud. No, Bud was a picture away from getting fired. No. Yeah, like what the fuck? 
Hell, if anything, let's start giving Nate McMillan a little bit more credit, too. Seriously. I mean, I'm not saying he's the best coach in the NBA. No, nah, but no. What I'm saying is that if they Nate had a was the voice of reason. Award for coaches, he would have won it last year. Like, I give it Nate to Tibbs before I give it to Bud. Well, you know, people don't like Tibbs because Tibbs, like, is a regular season coach. It just gets everything out of his players. And by the time the, the regular season is over, they're like, hey, Tibbs, I'm I'm dead, bro. We practiced every day. Yeah, Bud, he just outstayed as well. No, Bud me. just doesn't do it for me. And and I don't like that Ty Lue didn't get any uh, uh, votes on here, although he was number one on best in-game adjustments. Let me see. There's another one. There's another one I wanted to find here. I don't think that Tyloo's a bad coach either. I just, I don't know. I feel like he's just always had a lot of talent around. But I'll leave that at that. So I can't find the one I'm looking for, and it's taking me too long to get to it. But I, I kind of want to talk about Ja Morant because he was on the list of like breakout players. He was one of the top people on uh, this year's breakout players. But call me crazy, but I feel like Ja has already busted out. In the words of uh, Rick James, he 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 was an eight seed going into the play in his rookie year after his team getting the second overall pick, and then he beat Steph to make it into the playoffs. And it he, it wasn't his fault they didn't they didn't beat number one seed Utah. And they five, like John played his ass off. They won like, game I, one, right? What? What more does? So my question for y'all is, and I go to you, Parlay Pete, first. What more does John need to do to get this NBA crowd to realize that he's here? Like he's doing what we thought the Aaron Fox was gonna do. He, he's he's beat, he, he's 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 leapfrogged him because I mean, the Aaron Fox plays in Sacramento, where the fucking well, nobody. But nobody cares about De'Aaron Fox either. Like you said, I mean, there are certain guys that are league pass guys. That's De'Aaron Fox. He's a league great pass league guy. pass guy. Uh, he's he's also a guy that you know, if you lost your seven o'clock game parlays, you're looking towards ten o'clock, and you're like, God damn it, can the Kings cover this spread tonight against the Warriors? That's what type of guy he is. And with Ja, this is the thing with Ja. Jaron Jackson wasn't really healthy last year. And I think that people got to realize that Jaron Jackson is good as fuck. Yeah, he's actually a pretty good player himself. Has an all all star ceiling, like you know what I mean. Like he does have that kind of talent. He's capable of being a uh, a John Collins that can shoot three, that can knock down some threes for you. They can be one of the best young one two punches in the league. He said, "What? They could be one of the best." Under 25 one-two punches in the league next year. Well, but that's exactly why I brought up John Collins because think of John Collins and Trey. Trey has John Collins, right? John can't shoot the ball as well as Jaron Jackson, but John – He will dunk on your head. He will dunk on you, and he's still going to give you that 20 and 10 to go along with it, even with Capella next to him, right? The Grizzlies real quick, hold, hold on real quick, probably Pete. Eric, if you could have been in that arena – when John Collins dunked on Joel Embiid. I believe you. Yeah. It was up there when you saw Reggie Bush get ju- Juco boy at Fresno. That was the highlight of my life. You were there? I was there. Wow. 619 all-purpose yards. Won himself the Heisman that night. 
he ran back a couple. Well, he, he definitely ran back at least one kick return. But I think a punt. Punt kick. He he took he took a special teams one to the house. Yeah, it it was honestly like the best thing I've ever seen, and it was crazy that I was there and watched it in person. I don't even want to get into this, but just quickly, that the boy for Texas reminds me of him. But let's go. So, so again, what is it going to take for for people to give John ja, ja Morant his respect? Because everybody is all on, on Zion out of that class, and Zion's generation was Zion's that. Well, well Ja's team fucking wins, and they win because of fucking Ja. And if you look at their roster, I take New Orleans roster any day over Memphis's roster, and it just Memphis is doing better. I don't know about that one. I think I'd take. The top of New Orleans roster, but I think Memphis has a better, like, top-to-bottom roster. I just need seven people. The, the other the other eight, who cares? They're barely going to play. Yeah, I mean, uh, you take Zion and B.I. And, I, I mean, Lonzo is there, too, so, yeah. Zion, uh, B.I., Lonzo, before they got rid of J.J. Reddick, that we had J.J. there. Uh, uh I'm not a big Jackson Hayes guy, but whatever. What's my man's name from Villanova? Uh, the greatest Josh role Hart. player in the league right now? Josh Hart. You mean Josh Hart. Um, who, who else do they have on that? Uh, Steven Adams. I thought that was a stupid. That was stupid. Uh-huh. Uh, Eric Bledsoe. That was stupid too. Like, mm-hmm. just you should have kept Jay Rudy. Oh, you're talking about Memphis yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, no, Number I'm talking about. New Orleans last year before 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 the offseason. What I was saying is I just think that Ja has done more with less. I think they're ja, very comparable teams. And then you also got to remember who New Orleans coach was. Oh, Stan Van. So subtract five games right there. <laughs> That's fair. I, I just want to say that the, the main point of this is I just think Ja deserves more respect than what he receives for what he does because – Jai ain't out here for the glitz and glam. He, he just out here balling. And Zion already out here requesting trades. It's like, hey, Zion, before you request a trade, you need to request a chef with your big ass. Ja, 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 I think that when Ja came in and when we just saw him at Murray State, everybody, the first person everybody thought of was Westbrook. That's who I thought of. That was the first person. Westbrook would have feel for the game though. He like he can feel pain. Yes, yes. Shit. I think definitely he's better than Westbrook was even in his first three years. I think that we can all agree that Ja has been better. And I think in Westbrook's first three years, they did go to the finals, right? That third year, the Thunder were in the finals. Eleven, yeah, because he got drafted in 08. KD was like in his fifth year or fourth year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say his fourth year. His fourth year. Yeah, so the it's third year, going, Westbrook, yeah. they were in the finals because it was Harden's second year, and Ibaka was in his third. Uh, we don't care what year Ibaka was in. It was Harden's third. He also like Russ had Harden and KD on his team, so and I Harden think Josh is further along. There, but but, but Russ had better teammates by far. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He had KD. KD was the was like soon to be MVP. KD is what in the top five players that we've watched as adults, probably number three behind LeBron and Kobe. Yeah, he was already winning scoring titles by that point. Like, yeah, and yeah. right, and right. He was already winning scoring titles. Yeah, his hair was already he nasty was and he wasn't balling yet. So that goes to tell you just how nasty KD was like then. But 
I, I think that Jaws, Jaws just going to be a product of somebody that's stuck somewhere until he moves to. And I'm not telling him to go to the Lakers or anything. But a guy like Ja, realistically, if Zion doesn't get his way first, you add a guy like Ja to the Knicks. Because he actually fucking plays defense too. People will come play with Ja. M- MSG, the dunks, like the freakishly fucking athletic plays, the never giving up even when you're down 17 to the Utah Jazz in the regular season and you call somebody a parlay, stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> That's the type of stuff that, like, makes somebody special in the league. All right, so is there anything else y'all want to hit before we do our Atlanta Hawks segment? Uh... I'm just going to run through it real quick just because I can run through it very quickly. MVP, Steph Curry, Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going to say the Giannis actually gets it again. Um, Most Improved Player, Colin Sexton, Rookie of the Year. That's the only one that I guess I hadn't really thought about. Who the fuck is the rookies? Uh, Jalen Green. Uh, My man, yeah, Jalen Green, the nigga that's uh, at Houston. Yeah, because he's just going to be getting to take all the shots he wants. And he's, and he's pretty good. But give me Jalen Green, Rookie of the Year, and that's all the awards. That's and all that matters. Most improved rookie. Oh, okay. coach, coach of the Year. Coach of the Year. Uh, Billy Donovan, Dark Horse. It's not a bad choice. You know, we're talking about Coach of the Year, and I meant to drop in the group. Uh, I don't know what the odds are on uh, Brandon Staley for Coach of the Year NFL, but uh, – Oh, he's odds aren't too bad. He's, I, he's gonna win. It's time to it's time to throw some money on on Staley. Uh, if I'm gonna make a prediction on the awards, let's see MVP. My real prediction, Bruh, I really don't know. It's such a hard. I mean, it's hard because the Lakers won't. A Lakers player won't get it. Uh, um, I don't think Devin Booker. Well, Chris Paul could get it, even though Chris Paul deserved it last year. Suns will be the sixth or seventh seed, but go ahead. The, the Sixers, hell no. I can't see anybody in the East getting it outside of Giannis because KD's not going to get it, but that's just a bad narrative if Giannis gets it because he's already won three, and he's going to have the same numbers that – or two, excuse me. That would give him three, but he's going to have the same numbers that he's had in the previous four seasons. Like, his numbers aren't going to change. We're just not going to give him – so the best storyline, you know what? I don't care. Y'all shitted on it, but I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell, MVP. I, I, I just can't go anywhere else. Rookie of the year, Jalen Green. Uh, if Jason Tatum can get the Celtics to a three seed, he, he has a great case, but I don't think I don't see him doing that. Oh, you think uh, going to earn his contract? Huh? So you think that Dennis Schroeder is going to earn his contract? I mean, shit, is he, is he going to show up? That's all he has to do to earn his contract. The one he's well, making now. Earn the, earn the one that he got. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Sorry, my dog's expert. He'll be fine because the market dried up. So that's why he, he did what he did. Just it, it was a bad market for him. But um, coach of the year, Frank Vogel or Steve Nash will deserve it because they'll put up with a bunch of bullshit, but nobody will care about that. Uh, Quinn Snyder, man, you can never go wrong with just guessing Quinn Snyder again. I'm just pulling shit out my ass right now because I, I'll be better 20 games in. 
Um, and then Rick, anything else after that? Uh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Let's talk about the Hawks. All right, man. Take off, dog. We'll, we'll finish this off talking about the Hawks. Y'all boys, be easy. Appreciate right, you, B. Everybody else got to wake up in the morning. Let's talk about our Hawks, man. So do you think our Hawks are going to – do you think our Hawks – what we did in the playoffs was real and we can dupl- duplicate that? Or are we going to be like a seven seed or eight seed and just – No, absolutely not. I don't, I don't see a seven or eight seed in that team. I think that even though they overachieved – and people got to remember – from a record standpoint, they were the fifth seed, right? So the question is, do they improve upon their seeding? With, I, with Miami I being the team in your division that uh, – and even though we won our uh, division, actually, but because of how the NBA seeding works, we were the fifth seed. Um, yes, I think that they're going to be better than they were last year from a record standpoint – I don't think that they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals or anything. I think that they definitely will be in the second round and will be a tough out no matter what. Um, unlike the previous Hawks teams that were, you know, for you know before LeBron got to Miami, that were winning the division every year, being the four seed, they might beat Miami in that four or five matchup or Milwaukee in the three six the way that they were doing. Mm-hmm. So I do think that they will improve upon wins, and I know it was a short shorter season, but They'll improve upon the wins percentage. How about that win percentage? They'll improve upon that. I could see them. They're so right where they're at. And if they were the five seed, I could see them being the four seed this year. You know, because I I know that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, uh, uh, Pierce. I went to I went to Bucks Game Six when Cam Reddish had his coming out party. And when I tell you that Cam Reddish had the most confidence on the court, even we're down 15 and he's making clutch defensive plays, he's hitting he's hitting three-pointers. He was acting like it was a two-point game. And 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 the fact that he's still he's talking shit, he's getting in people's faces. Cam was the only person who was carrying that that game because Trey's ankle was bummed and Trey Trey was done. Trey knew he wasn't Trey. But the way that I saw Cam care and then our guy from UVA whose name just slips my brain right now, with him not being available for the playoffs, I go, as long as Nate figures out how to sub these guys right and and keep people happy during the regular season for the games that don't matter, to ensure that they step up in the playoffs, we're going to be okay. For like, sure. We're going to be better. And we might be the five seed again, but we're going to be a better team. And the person you're thinking about is DeAndre Hunter. and That's the guy I couldn't think, think of his name, DeAndre Hunter, yes. DeAndre Hunter, and think about it, he got hurt too. He didn't play in that Knicks series. That he didn't. They, that they won in five games. And granted, the Hawks were just better than the Knicks. I thought that that was such an easy uh, series that – DeAndre Hunter was the second leading scorer. Uh, you know, most people were mistaken it for John Collins, but DeAndre Hunter was actually the second leading scorer on the team. And 
the thing is they have such a great young nucleus, and I think them bringing back Lou, to me that was maybe the most important, aside from uh, making Nate McMillan the head coach, those were the two most important factors to why that team was so good. They brought in a six-man and somebody that could relieve Trey and also play with them, even though it was a terrible defensive backcourt. Um, but Lou, but Lou is one of those people who he's not trying to prove anything anymore. He's well, and Lou, Lou was sad. He, he was happy to be home, but he was also sad because remember he had he had put that post up, and then it said even after the run that he had thought about retiring. There was so much. Um, he talked about on a podcast. Um, before uh, with after Katie, not Katie, Kawhi and PG came to. LA and he talked about when he was a Laker how he had kind of decided he was going to make LA his home because he has a kid and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And then he goes to Houston and then he makes his way back to the Clippers and he's like, okay, yeah, I said I'm, I was going to make this my home. This is my home now. And then he gets moved to Atlanta, which is actual home. So it's more convenient than where, any other where place. he was going in the bubble to get some wings from uh, Magic. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we've had a good night in magic before. Yeah. And uh but the point video of, the other day too. That's funny. That's funny as hell. But the fact of the matter was it was just like this was a guy who wanted to be in he he had gotten comfortable living in LA. He was gonna make LA his home and, and, and so on and so forth. But I don't think he is who he is for Atlanta in any other situation. No, and the weirder part about it is, it, and I can't wait to see how it works, but they drafted Sharif Cooper, who I thought went – he slid so far, which was – He slid, slid, but it makes but sense like why he's – players, too. I look at him as a microwave guy that comes off the bench. And granted, Lou is the best at it. And I'm sure that Lou – I know that he had re-signed, obviously, but it's probably a one-year deal. I don't know how much longer Lou wants to play. Maybe he wants to – Jamal Crawford, his way out of the league to where, you know, Jamal dropped like 50 in that last game of his career and he was 39 or 40. And then yeah. nobody picked him up the, the following year, which was even weirder because he which can still score the ball. Um, and he's too good for the big three, you know, but um, he, is, he is. He is. I mean, no, because he still goes to the pro am in Seattle where the pros play and he gives people buckets. But I think Sharif is going to move into that route, that Lou role after this season. Um, I think Sharif, we I think Sharif dropped for pretty much because he didn't play the full college season. Yeah, that's true. And then even the guy from Duke that we got, we, we got two steals. We, well, we got guys that for the most part, unless they show it in practice and then prove it in games in the limited capacity that they get, they're not gonna be logging any real minutes because the team is so deep. Right, but they are guys well, who hurt. But both of them are guys that got underdrafted because of different reasons where uh, the Duke kid whose name I, I can't remember, and I'm not going to look it up because we're almost done, he just stopped He just stopped showing up. He was like, yeah, Duke, I'm done. You're talking about? And then with Sharif, uh, because he went to Auburn and he played for Bruce Pearl, and if you know anything about Bruce Pearl, you know, <laughs> you might have to sit out games so that uh, – the team can keep them. Well, so that he can get you there to begin with. Right, right. You know, right. Bruce Pearl, Bruce Pearl's gonna do what Bruce Pearl does. And because of that, Sharif didn't get to play, but like I'm not Jalen Johnson, by the way. Jalen Johnson, yes. But but Sharif was a bucket. 
we just got to hope he can develop his three-point shot consistently. But as far as getting to the cup, playing basketball, really playing playing Georgia basketball, because the thing about Georgia basketball, a lot of people uh, don't really take into consideration. It's not as fluid point guard play as New York basketball, but it's very similar in the sense that we're not out here just shooting your eyes out. We're we're getting to the bucket. We're shooting the middies. We're playing physical basketball. Like, hey, yo, get off me and one. And I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna call. I'm not calling fouls. And I'm gonna finish. And when I don't finish, and you try to give him the foul, and be like, nah, bro, I was supposed to finish that shit. It's, Is that Georgia basketball like in a in a, in a, in a nutshell? I would I would agree for sure. There there are so many guys that have come out of here in the league, been in the league never made it to the league that have been just bona fide, like stars, like them guys, they're studs. Of course, you know about the guys, of course, that, you know, like your Lou Wills, your Dwight Howards, Josh Smith, Josh Smith. Colin Sexton. There are guys that, that are Atlanta bred. Everybody knows it. because Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb. Let me tell you, another guy is, I, got to, I got to play against, I got to play against Jeremy Lamb too. Uh, it was in a, it was in like a, it wasn't a pro am league. I forgot. It was in Sandy Springs. So when I was in high uh, school, what's my man's name? Uh, Lorenzo. He went to uh, NC State. Yeah. With the Centennial. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Lorenzo. Yeah, no, I know who you, exactly who you're talking about. Glenn Rice yeah, Jr. Played, yeah, he played with my home. He played with my homeboy Rod at Centennial. I'm trying to think of some other people. What's the 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 uh the guy he went to? He played at Wheeler. And went to Wendell Miami, I, huh? Well, Wendell Carter, he he went to Wheeler too. I didn't know Wendell went to Wheeler. Top five pick. Uh, uh, Daquan Jones, I think it was his name. He played at Wheeler. He went to Miami. You had um, should we got Derek Favors, another physical guy? You could go. You could go down the list of guys that play ball here. Like, like it's another, it's it's another cat whose name I can't think of. He played at Wheeler right now. I. Damn, I can't think of his name. And he went to NC State, and he went and got drafted by the Cavs. Uh, another, he's a big uh, man. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is also in Atlanta. Jalen Brown's. He went to Wheeler too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I mean, yeah, Wheeler puts him out. They they put these niggas in, man. They put. Hey, but look, Ferris, we got we got any more basketball shit to talk about? Because nigga, we're gonna talk in like two days. Uh, less than forty eight hours. You're right. I uh, well. Nothing else to talk about basketball, but before we even sign off, man, let's give a big shout out to the Braves um, for getting it done and not falling. falling. We can stand up for it too. Not falling um, for the Atlanta curse on sports and taking care of a team that I thought they were better than and then overcoming an injury like an Acuna and a semi- uh, handshake. Ozuna's been out the season for his legal Ozuna, shit. exactly. That's what I was about to say. And with Ozuna out, these guys, uh, and then Soroka tore his Achilles again. A lot of people don't realize it, but big ups to fucking Brian Snicker and, and the boys for, for getting us to the NLCS. I can't wait to go to game one. Or game Absolutely, three. man. Chop on. We're not supposed we're not supposed to be we're not supposed to be here. When's game one, by the way? Is it on the schedule yet? Depending on what happens. If the Dodgers win the series, game one's gonna be here, I think, Friday. No, not Friday. It would be Sunday or Monday. And if if we if we 
if the Giants do win the series, which right now it doesn't look like the Giants. Well, they're kind of they got three men. I mean, on they got them. the bases chucked right now in the fifth. Yeah, give me the Dodgers in this game. I think it's going to go to Game Five regardless, unless this guy hits a grand slam or something. But right. So here, here's what we're going to do. Um, I don't care about Game One because we're not going to play at home either way. Uh, I'm going to be looking no, at I Game. Think I think we would even against. Yeah, I know record wise we don't we're not better. I think we would be at home though. Against the Dodgers because we are division winner. So if we play Dodgers at home game one, I, I'm hitting the road. We're going to the game. To. You got to. I'm going to get a sweep. I, I was trying to get one for the game tonight, and I was too late. But they um, – and and really they're sold out for already for the NLCS, but they have one where we can be in the chop house. But I have to get 18 tickets. So I, told, I already gave my commitment in the down payment. All right, bet. Well, just let me know what I owe you all off of here, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll be there. All right, dog. Uh, bro, I'll see. You, I'll see you Thursday. Uh, you already know the topics. I'll I'll send them to you and JP just for the sake of it. But it's er, not Herb. We're gonna go. Gruden. Now we're on to another coach. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna be Gruden. We're gonna go Gruden heavy. Al Al and 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 Chris Collinsworth because I just wanted to kill them before the Gruden shit came out. We'll probably talk a little bit uh um um Lamar Jackson because Big it really game. sucked that his best game favorite, maybe. Right. He's putting up better better numbers in his MVP season, but his, fact one that, loss, his one loss is an overtime loss that they for what it's worth. Really it was game, game one and he didn't have his running backs and he still doesn't have his first round receiver. It was, it was his first game with, with Sammy Watkins. It all makes sense. But the fact that John Gruden just really Put a cloud over Jamal, not Jamal, Lamar Jackson's best fucking game, man. It kills me. But, hey, Purse, I'll holler at you, dog. Enjoyed you. We did two hours talking hoops. Big baby, yeah! All right, we'll catch you. Wrong button.